Welcome to the Contracting Officer Podcast. It's not just for contracting officers. If you're anywhere in the government acquisition world, this podcast is for you. Today, we welcome special guest Shelly Hall, a retired contracting officer with almost 35 years of government experience and also a member of the Skyway team. Shelly's been a regular guest on the podcast where we talk usually about small business issues. Today, we're turning to the topic of the 8A program. Let's get started. We're talking about small businesses again, specifically about the 8A program. The federal government has a goal to award at least 5% of all federal contracting dollars to small, disadvantaged businesses, but some of those small businesses haven't yet developed the skills and processes necessary to compete and win government business, so the government has programs to help. One of the programs is the 8A Business Development Program. That's covered under FAR 19.8 if you ever want to read the whole thing. But basically, it's a business development program where they provide assistance for small disadvantaged businesses. And they offer a really broad scope of assistance to firms that are owned and controlled at least 51% by socially and economically disadvantaged individuals. There's a whole list of other requirements to qualify for the 8A program, and we have a whole separate podcast on that. But like you said, you have to be 51% owned, at least 51% owned or controlled by a U.S. citizen who's economically and socially disadvantaged, personal net worth and gross income averaged over three years have to be $250,000 or less. You can't have a whole bunch of personal assets. You have to actually manage the company day-to-day and make the long-term decisions and have good character. If you want a refresher on the 8A program overall, episode 95 of this podcast is called What is the 8A Program? Participation in the 8A program for qualified companies is divided into two phases over nine years. There's a four-year development stage and a five-year transition stage. Right, and it's it's hugely important to understand the difference between these stages and what a contractor, if you're an 8A contractor and has gotten in the program, what you need to do. Right. During that initial four years, which is really your development stage, it's intended to develop you as a government contractor. The participants can receive sole source awards up to a ceiling of $4 million for goods and services and $7 million for manufacturing. And they are highly encouraged to participate in competitive acquisitions. FAR 19.805-1 covers those thresholds, and that that's really important. Those are pretty big contracts to receive on a sole source basis, but they're not just handing them to you. Yeah. They're trying to say, we'll give you these now, but you have to start figuring out how to participate in competitive acquisitions. Right. I always, I always tell them when I'm mentoring the 8A contractors, I always say you have to prepare yourself for going out there and competing with the big guys because that's, that's what you're going to be doing. Even though it's other small businesses, it could be something that's not a small business set aside. So you really have to develop that. Right. But 8A firms can form joint ventures and team to bid on contracts. And this is very, very common. And this enhances the ability of the 8A firm to perform larger prime contracts. And it's called the Mentor-Protege Program. Again, there's a whole section of the FAR that covers that. But it's where 8A companies learn the ropes from other more experienced businesses. And I've seen this be uh, quite a successful program when an 8A teams with a bigger company 
and they really start understanding how big com- companies bid on contracts. And working for a bigger company, I found it very fulfilling to be a mentor and help these small companies, like you said, learn the ropes, figure out how to do it. So we're talking about the four-year development stage. The first four years of after you're, what, determined after you qualify for the 8A program. After you get your 8A certification. You can get sole source contracts. Then you go into the five-year transition stage. What's that all about? Well, at this point in time, and and this is where sometimes they're not prepared, 8A firms have to submit proposals on competitive acquisitions during this stage. And if they do not meet the designated competitive acquisition percentage, they can be banned from receiving any directed sole source awards. Wait and, a second. So yeah. So if you you for four years you were getting sole source awards just based on the fact that you were in 8A. Now you have to compete or they might not give you any more. What what do you right. mean designated competitive acquisition percentage? Right. And, how, how much and, do I have to compete? Yeah, and, and how I found out about this is I had a, an 8A firm that I, I just knew. They were solid. They could do the work. We had used them quite a bit. It was in a specific office, and they were kind of a niche contractor. And so um, Shelly puts together the uh, you know the letter to send and say, I'm going to do a directed award. And the uh, regional small business office came back and said, no, you can't do that. And I'm like, <laughs> excuse me? I it, I can't make a direct word to an 8A. I mean, that's, that's like what I do, you know, I mean, hello. <laughs> and they said, well, they haven't met their competitive acquisition percentage. And I'm like, well, what is that? And they said, well, it really depends. It depends on the industry. It depends on that particular contractor. It depends on things that are going on in the business world in general. And so I was stunned. The company was stunned, to say the least, because they had, you know, been planning on doing this particular requirement. But they they did not know or maybe hadn't really you know put it in their memory when somebody had told them by the way in that last five year transition stage you have to do a certain percentage and and the the percentage I've heard although they, they would never really tell me is they said um, like probably twenty five percent is a good is one we use the most often so twenty five percent of the competitive yes they have to have a competition percentage of 25%. So 25% of the things that they're awarded, they have to have competed on or at least tried to compete on. Right. That they tried to compete on. And that, and that's, that's interesting. I'm glad you said that because here's the deal. You don't have to win that. You just have to try. You submitted a proposal. You tried to win it and you can show, Hey, here's the, all the ones, here's the 10 contracts that I've competed on um, during this time. So I've met my percentage. So so they're trying to wean you off of these sole source awards by getting you to at least start competing, even though you may not be good at it yet. But I think that's great. I mean, you know, they've given you this, you know, four years, kind of like, okay, we're going to bottle feed you. Now (laughs) you're a toddler, you're up walking, let's do this. So, So during this time, it's really important for the AD firms to develop a competitive advantage in their core competencies. So, uh, and again, like, like this company, like I told them, you're going to be competing with other contractors now. And and they were so good at this particular niche that, you know, get out there and become the, you know, the, get that competitive advantage. Because once you graduate, you're no longer going to be given directed sole sources. And you must be prepared, this is very important, to submit technically acceptable, reasonably priced proposals 
during this stage. So they stand a chance of winning either competitively because you just can't say, well, I'm going to submit a bid on, uh, you know, my core competency is IT and I'm going to submit a bid on window washing. I submitted a bid. I bet, you know, you can't do that. Um, (laughs) It it has to be something within your, um, well, you'd be surprised what what some folks do because they don't understand. So you have Um, to play along. You have to at least show that you're trying to win things in in your competency. So so you really need to put a thoughtful, and again, it's a teaching process because they're trying to teach you how to put together those technically acceptable, you know, price, fair and reasonableness proposals, because that's what's going to, you know, you're going to win or lose by those. Right. So now we've been through four years of development where we get 8A awards, sole source awards, because we're in 8A. And then we have five more years where you can still get those sole source awards, but only if you're actually submitting competitive bids and trying to win non-sole source work. And then you graduate. <laughs> you graduate, ta-da. You're, you're still a small business, yes. But now you have to compete with other small businesses, not just get sole source awards. There's no more ability for them to just hand you something. Hey, you're an 8A. Here is a contract. That doesn't happen anymore. You have to compete just like the big boys. And the expectation is after nine years of being in this program, you're ready for it. Like you said, it's, it's bottle feeding, then you're up and walking. This is like graduating from college. Now, now you're in the real world. You've been a student your whole life up till now. And now it's time to go out and get a job on your own. I don't know if that's what happens, but some, some 8A companies, like some young adults, don't prepare well for this change, and they graduate to, to failure. I guess that, that's pretty harsh. For companies, you could go out of business. It's kind of harsh to say that uh, young adults are graduating to failure. They have time to figure it out. In today's world, that might be the case. Unfortunately, (laughs) they have time to figure it out. It's not like the it's not like they'll go out of business and cease to exist. But they may have a little more trouble finding a job or or supporting themselves if they haven't prepared well. We we could argue about whether college actually prepares you for that later. Yeah, I was going to say. And and the thing and the thing to remember, and, and you just said that was that. You know, you're no longer an 8A contractor. You no longer carry that designation. Just because you were an 8A contractor, you don't, so they still don't say, oh, hey, so-and-so is an 8A contractor. You're now just a small business. Now, you might be a service-disabled veteran-owned small business or a, you know, economically disadvantaged woman-owned small business. You know, you might fit a hub zone or some other social Socially, uh, you know, one of the different categories right. for small businesses, the socioeconomic categories, but you are no longer an 8A contract once you graduate. Which means the big impact is that you can't get those sole source awards and you have to compete but with a larger pool when you, when you do compete. I'm going to stop us right here and link this to the acquisition and execution time zones. When the government's comes up with a requirement during the market research zone, they're looking to see, hey, is there a qualified 8A company that can do this? And if there is, they can issue that sole source award or they can set it aside for small businesses, which also allows 8As to com- compete. During the RFP zone, they've locked that in. They've released an RFP that says this is either submit your proposal on a sole source basis or this is the the bounds of the competition. It's for these smaller businesses. 
And this is RFP zone is where contractors, industry is writing their proposal and source selection zones where they're making the selection. So it pretty much covers everything after there's a requirement written. What we're talking about is, is relevant to the other three zones in the acquisition time zones. During the execution time zones, not so relevant. <laughs> Remember, we talked about this in the, the 8A podcast, or at least I did with Kevin. There's no grace for 8A contractors or, or any type of small business during execution, during contract execution. You get some benefits. You get a leg up in competing to win contracts. But once you get it, you're expected to perform. No one cuts you any slack because you're a small business. All right, after that lecture, let's get, let's get back to well, why is this important? Why are we talking about the 8A program and graduation? It's really an essential instrument for helping those socially and economically disadvantaged entrepreneurs gain access to the economic mainstream of American society. You're right. I feel like I should be waving the flag, but it's true. But that's, that's really what it's for. They're trying to take those socially and economically disadvantaged entrepreneurs and say, we're going to help you start a business and become you know, part of uh, the American uh, dream. Yeah. And the program helps thousands of those folks gain a foothold in government contracting where, where they would not ever have any other way to get into government contracting without this particular program. And again, go back and remember, this is not something somebody hands you. Getting in the 8A program is, there's a lot that you have to go through and prove to them. And many companies, they may submit for the 8A program multiple times before they actually get approved. It's really kind of a, you know, a lot of stuff that they ask you for. Yeah. And um, that's a great so, point, Shelly. It's, it's yeah. not just, Hey, you're socially or economically disadvantaged. So yeah. here's a contract. You have to do your part. You have to be ready for it and show that you're responsible to do it. But if you're willing to take those steps, this is one of those things where the, the government is trying to help for, for the greater good Let's get specific to the government side from, from our, our government experience. Why should the government, why does the government care about the 8A program and, and this graduation? It seems like this is on every slide I've, for every podcast I've ever done because it's the law. It's the law. <laughs> it is the law. It's not, again, somebody just made this up. It is law. It's been codified. It's in the FAR. Utilizing these small disadvantaged businesses really helps our economy. Because, you know, it's like anything else, you give a, a, a small disadvantaged business owner a chance to win a contract and then they win contracts and then they go out and um, they they spend their money in the economy, you know, so it, it helps it they, helps the American economy. They employ a lot of people, right? Most they, most they people in, in this country are employed by small businesses, not large. Yeah, and it gives those entrepreneurs the ability to form companies and compete in the commercial marketplace. Yeah, eventually, and, uh, right? It's it's after start, they, starting a company and competing in the commercial marketplace is a, is a it's a high bar. This program lets you get steady before you and, and with government work before you try to compete in the commercial marketplace. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. And most 80s, uh, I mean, really, except a, a very small percentage, every 8A contractor that I worked with, they were eager to prove themselves and are excellent contractors. I mean, they will usually go over and above 
and trying to make sure that the contract goes well and and wanting to talk to you and having sit down meetings, you know, they're not like the large contractors that are like, oh, make an appointment with (laughs) my people or something. You know, I mean, the the owner owner will show up to talk to you and say, I hear we're having a problem. And, you know, it's the owner of the companies. I agree. My experience is that that most 8A companies don't take it for granted, take it seriously and prepare for graduation. From the industry side, this is a great entry point for the government market. If you qualify as an economically or socially disadvantaged small business, qualify as an 8A, this is a great way to get started. Sole Source Awards. Sole Source Awards is available for four years. And even after that, as long as you start trying to compete. You mentioned the Mentor-Protege program. That's an amazing tool for small companies as well because it helps you learn from bigger companies. It helps you build the skills and the processes that you need to, to be a big government contractor or a bigger government contractor. It helps you build those skills and processes from examples the, the this is the way a big company does it rather than building them up from scratch or making them up as you go or trying to figure them out as you go. I think the most important lesson for industry though is be prepared for graduation. The program's designed you know 4 years of bottle feeding and then 5 more years to get you up and walking and ready to go. Then then you're done. You don't get to be an 8A anymore. And, and that, that's, that's absolutely true. And, and, and the, if, you're, if you're ever in a position to help or advise an 8A contractor, I always tell them from day one, start preparing for graduation. Yep. You know, that, that it's, it's just like anything else, like you said, like college or anything else. The day you start, you shouldn't say, well, I'm going to do well in this one class, but not on any other ones. <laughs> or that that's not going to be, that's going to be kind of like, a, you know, bad, that's, that's a bad attitude. So plan from day one. In summary, what we've been talking about is that the small business development program, the 8A program, lasts nine years in total. And during the first four years, they can receive those directed sole source awards. You can compete on awards, but you don't have to. You can get those contracting officer, regional small business However, you get them program offices often know 8A contractors and they know which ones they like. You just get the sole source award. Then during years five to nine, you have to propose on competitive competitive acquisitions or the regional small business office, as I told in the story before, can cut you off. (laughs) Even when it comes in from the contracting officer that I desperately want this contractor for this uh, very critical, um, you know, mission critical work. They said, nope, that contractor can't get it. I'm welcome. I can give you a list of other, you know, 8As. And I was like freaking out because I didn't know, you know, I didn't know these other people. Like, oh my God. You have Um, to at least try. If you're not trying, they can cut you off. You have to try. And after those nine years, you graduate. Once you graduate, you need to be able to compete, at least with other small businesses, but potentially with large businesses. Now you're on your own. Training wheels are off. Let her rip. Good luck. (laughs) And with those well wishes, we should wrap this one up. Thanks for joining me today, and I'll talk to you soon, Shelly. Awesome. Thank you, Paul. Bye. Okay, that's it for another episode of the Contracting Officer Podcast. Thanks 
again to Shelly Hall for joining me today. If you enjoyed this episode of the Contracting Officer Podcast, we invite you to check out the Skyway community at skywaymember.com. The Skyway community is the essential resource for anyone at any stage of starting, running, or growing a business in the GovCon world. We speak GovCon. It's also the way that we provide this podcast free to you every week. Whether you're new to GovCon, just won your first contract, or you're already a successful government contractor, being a Skyway community member gives you the edge. Personal memberships start at only $20 a month. To learn more, call us at 877-884-5280 or check us out at skywaymember.com. Thanks for joining us today. I'll see you next week.